you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia, where we rage against the machine, where we raise our voices against injustice and stand up for justice, where we embrace hope and joy with an optimism for a brighter, more just future. Each week, I'll be dropping knowledge, whether it's a solo episode from me or a hearty discussion with esteemed guests doing great things in spaces and places of politics, entertainment, social justice, and beyond. We get real, baby. I mean, really real. We get honest. We get up close and personal for you. Yes, you. Because everybody is somebody. Before we begin, I want to give a special shout out to my team. Thank you, Sim. Tiffany, Sam, and the team over at Good Juju Studios, Erica England, Pepper Chambers, the hot one, and my social media team. I'm signing the day on this one, you guys, because you all, because I'm about to talk about the HBCUs and the bomb threats and how I cannot believe in the 21st century we are still going through the same shit. And yeah, I said shit. This is very much reminiscent of what black folks have had to go through in the 20th century and, and before. And many of us realized the, the bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church, by, by example, where those four little girls got killed, church bombed, people's lives devastated, bombings and threats of bombings of black civil rights leaders' homes was irregular. And Jesus Christ, 2021, and same shit, different century. So anyway, you know, college is thought to be a place where, you know, we could obtain one of the highest academic achievements. Black people worked very, very hard to obtain education. This was the cornerstone of the long list of things that black people wanted to accomplish because it was denied them. It was illegal in this country. It was not legal. De facto and de jure in this country to be able to teach black people how to read and write. And so on their long list of things to help 
achieve freedom and liberation. Education was always, always in that top three. And it still is. It still is a really big deal for people of uh, African-Americans to obtain a college degree. Big deal. And by the way, we carry the largest amount of student debt, but that's another show for another time. And that is why we must cancel student debt. The president of the United States of America should cancel student debt. That's number one. And number two, we need to reform the system by which we fund college education in this country and stop going down this backwards road. It's not working. It's not working for black people. and It's not working for anybody else. But I digress. Uh, it is. It's, it's a high achievement to be able to go to college. And colleges and universities, as we know, offer, they provide great opportunity, opportunities for better jobs, better careers. Hopefully you get a chance to work more than a job. You get a career. It opens up your mind. It exposes you to different ideas, different people. You get to be in the presence of people from different walks of life, people from different countries, different experiences. Being able to go to college is a very holistic experience to expand your mind you know when Vo in vogue song free your mind and the rest will follow baby that's that's what college is about partly to free your mind so that the rest can follow what can follow the opportunity to have a career what can follow the opportunity to make more money in most cases people who go to college do over their lifetime make more money than folks with just a high school diploma even though now, and we can do a whole different story on that, as much as people got to pay off that college debt sometimes into their 60s and 70s, depending on what type of job they get, Jesus makes no sense. And yes, there are some jobs that only require you to be highly skilled where you can make more money than a college graduate. But by and large, you know, being able to go beyond high school into a college or a university is a very big deal. And, and it really off, offers first generation students a chance to enhance the path of their lives. And I can say to you as a first generation college graduate, it did just that for me. And just the pride that I had to be the first one in my in my family's line to be able to graduate from college and then to go on and get advanced degrees and even dabble in a PhD program. And at the time that I was a college student, my mother, who many of you have heard me talk about often, and if you're new to Hello Somebody, welcome. My mother did not live to see me graduate from college. I received an associate's degree from Cuyahoga Community College, and then I matriculated to the Cleveland State University and, and then went back there and enrolled in a Ph.D. program and then got sidetracked by politics. That's another uh, show, too. But to be the first generation and then to have my son be a second generation, I'm telling you, having seen him walk across stage for me was even more important than when I did it. But I set that path and it, it was a beautiful thing. So the institutions I am naming are not historically black colleges and universities, but I'm a historically black woman. And so I'm just telling this story. But for this particular journey we're on today, just want to talk about the threats to bomb colleges, black colleges and universities, historically black colleges and universities. And I don't know how in the hell did we get here? How did black colleges and universities become a targeted place in 2022? Y'all hear me? 2022. It, it definitely makes no sense. So I want to borrow something because I'm feeling the ancestor. I'm feeling the ancestor coming on. And this quote right here is from Dr. Maya Angelou. And she said the following. Hate. It has caused a lot of problems in the world. 
but it has not solved one yet. Hello, somebody. Can I get some amens on that? Hate. It has caused a lot of problems in the world, but has not yet solved one. So true. So HBCUs being the, the bomb threats and people shouldn't have to live in fear at all ever in their life. But especially when you go into an institution of higher learning, when you go into faith institutions, I mean, what in the unholy hell is happening here? And so let me let me bring you up to date for some of you who may not necessarily be aware that this is happening. So the threats, there were threats at dozens of the nation's 100 HBCUs, colleges that have produced a who's who of leaders, promoted a sense of purpose and provided a sanctuary from racism and discrimination in higher education. These threats have certainly shaken the black community across the country. Really? I mean, who does that? These institutions, as we know, have played a powerful role dating back to the end of slavery and into Reconstruction and are viewed by many as a symbol of black achievement and cultural pride. That is the distinction for historically black colleges and universities. And yes, there are many colleges and universities. I just shared with you the ones that I attended. But if my life was different when I began my serious sojourn through higher education, I would have went to a historically black college and or university. My dream school was the Howard University. You hear me? Yeah, that was my dream school. So I do understand and I I know many of you understand the importance of historically black colleges and universities and what they mean to the black community and also the larger society. Historically black colleges and universities, I mean, the who's who come from those institutions, especially early on when the institutions were created because black students were not allowed to go to mainstream colleges and universities and the ones who had a breakthrough caught all kinds of hell doing it. So we needed places and spaces for black people to be able to go to obtain and achieve a higher education. And so that role of these institutions are so vitally important. So that's number two. Number three, you know, HBCUs have a long legacy of of educating prominent uh, black folks from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who graduated from Morehouse to our current vice president, Kamala Harris. She graduated from Howard. And there are so many others who have attended these institutions. Uh, most of it, there was a time where most of the black doctors came by way of black colleges and universities, namely Howard produced a tremendous number of black doctors in this country. And it, it just means something. Just whether you go to one or not as a black person, you are fully cognizant of the importance of these institutions and why it's a big deal. The fourth point that the UNCF, an education organization that supports historically black colleges and universities, states that these colleges only make up 3% of the U.S. colleges, but produce more than 20% of all black graduates. Now wrap your mind around that. And this demonstrates clearly how important they are to not only the realm of higher education, but how important they are, as I said before, uh, the larger American society. And the fifth point is that the FBI is investigating uh, these threats and they're investigating them as racially motivated hate crimes as well. They should. These are some damn hate crimes. 
And I'm I'm pulling from an article, a very good article that was written by uh, Mike Jordan of The Guardian. Check out that article where Mike Jordan really lays out the points that I was just making and really captures through interviews what some of the students that uh, Jordan had a chance to talk to, how they felt about it. And similar to how I'm feeling about it, I mean, very much caught off guard that they were enduring this in again in the 21st century. It just it, it absolutely makes no sense. But you know what? This really speaks to the heart of the matter that we have a race. We have an anti-black and, and a racism problem in the United States of America. And anybody that says differently is delusional. Why target historically black colleges and universities? You know exactly what the hell you are doing when you did it. It's the same thing that happened in the 20th century when black institutions and black people were targeted and not just hoax. I mean, people literally carried it out. And that's why you cannot you have you must take all of these things very seriously. It is terrorism. You know, it's, it's, it's very traumatic. And when one of my mentees attends a historically black college, matter of fact, she attends uh, not not only is she a mentee, but she or works on the Hello Somebody show. And that's Erica England. And she attends Howard University. And so knowing also that that many of us have people who we love and care about who attend these institutions and you sitting back saying what is happening? This should not be happening. And I hope the folks that perpetrated this are caught. And it seems like to me and, and weigh in on this, people, in some instances, we are going backwards and a lot of the threats and everything were coming at the time that a lot of these more conservative states were trying to halt the teaching of not just critical race theory, because these fools don't even know critical race theory is not taught in most. I'll say 99 percent of high schools, K through 12 education. You are rarely, if ever, going to hear anything about critical race theory. Now, critical race theory is taught in colleges. Uh, mainly law schools. This is this came out of law schools. So even the average college student doesn't is not taught ordinarily critical race theory. And these fools have just made a mockery of this topic. They have taken it and elevated it and stoked all kinds of fear. And what their main target is, let's go and tell the truth about this, is to stop the teaching of black history altogether, which is America's history. That's really what they after. And they doing it. And, and some, some, some of our white sisters and brothers, family and friends are buying into this. So the more things change, the more they stay the same. It makes no sense to me. Let's go ahead and teach American history. The good, the bad and the ugly. Teach it all. And within the teaching of black history. There is challenge, there is horror, there is beauty, there is success. It's all of those things and more. But we cannot, must not, absolutely cannot and must not accept the teaching of an American history that is devoid of the facts. How this nation became a hegemon nation. And what it did to black bodies to do so. Hello? And we all need to know about that. No matter how we identify ethnically or racially, culturally. Everybody needs to know all the history of America. 
So there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. So we in Black History Month, so I'm going to focus in on black folks. Can you imagine if you had a son or daughter attending a HBCU and you get the phone call that there has been a bomb threat? And for what? For what? So until we as a nation muster up the courage to really deal with these isms, we will continue to see these patterns come alive generation after generation after generation. Why? Because this country has to be what it is and who she is and part of who she is is anti-black. That's it. But also part of who she is is the freedom fighters. People standing up. Black folks standing up and demanding better. Having allies from other ethnic and racial groups stand side by side and say, you damn right, black people deserve better. And we know that when they get better, we all get better. Hello? So we cannot run from this. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really outdone that we even have to have this conversation. Really. These points that I'm about to make, uh, they come from a, a NPR interview. I want you to look that up as well. But that, you know, the school leaders of the HBCUs and rightfully so say that they are undeterred 
And that has been also part of the legacy of the black struggle, which is to stand up in the face of hate and bigotry and say that we will not be moved. And so some of the major points from that interview are as follows. You know, that a week after a series of bomb threats against historically black colleges and universities across our country, public officials and university presidents are speaking out against what they characterize as a racist attack against their schools and their students characterize. Damn right. That's what it is. It is racism and it is is black is anti-blackness. And the reason why I keep bringing up anti-blackness because we got to go deep. See, racism can impact other communities of color. So I want to get right straight to the heart of the matter. This is anti-black and anti-blackness is real. And it does not only come at the hands of white folks. We got other communities of color and other communities who have anti-black tendencies. Hey, maybe we just going to do a story about that. Just anti-blackness in all of his forms. But let me get back to uh, what N- NPR laying out the frame for the for the NPR interview. So they they not going to be moved. They speaking out, speaking up and saying, hey, we holding strong. And that's that's the right thing to do. Some of the schools that were targeted among those was Howard University in Washington, D.C., Morgan State University in Baltimore, Edward Walters University in Jacksonville, Florida, Southern University and AME College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, as well as Spelman College in the ATL. So far, they haven't found any bombs. But just the fact that you got sick individuals even making the threat is a problem. And so the FBI is, is looking into this. Uh, some of the, the latest uh, read on this has been that the FBI has identified six tech savvy juveniles as persons of interest in this investigation into the bomb threats against the HBCUs earlier this month, according. And that that fact came from NBC News. So let's see who it is. Let's find out who it is. And, and this can't this is not just some prank. This ain't no, just a prank. You don't play with this. Now, if you're old enough to, to be that tech savvy and to make that kind of threat, you're old enough to have some consequences for your actions. We're not playing games with this. And then as some of the college presidents noted that the bomb threat came at a politically tense time. And that time, again, is surrounded, is, is wrapped around the fact that there are governors in these red states and these very conservative states who are moving to ban critical race theory in schools. And also they got book bans going on. They outlawing books about the history of racism in the United States of America. Now I'm going to tell you something, family and friends, brothers and sisters, they can ban all the books that they want, but what they cannot do is ban history itself. I mean, we got all the receipts, so I don't know what they think they are doing and we need, more allies and more co-conspirators to stand up against this kind of racism and bigotry and anti-blackness, whether it is threats to black colleges and universities or whether it's these fools banning books. You know, my grandmother used to say, yeah, I got to pause for a grandma moment. But my maternal grandmother used to say, you can put truth in the river five days after lie. Truth gone catch up. Now, let me just go and break down what grandma was saying. They can ban the books and they can try to stop people from teaching good old fashioned American history because that's what they doing all they want. 
They can try to sugarcoat the founding of this country. You know, you got some elected white leaders saying they don't want to make white people feel bad. What in the hell? Feel bad? About understanding and learning American history in all of its dimensions? Learning and understanding that black folks were enslaved in this country for generations? That a child born to a black mother took on the condition of the mother and that meant slave? Even if they had a white daddy in terms of rape of black women taking advantage of black bodies? Generation after generation, this is what went down. How do we make that something beautiful and magnificent? You can't. It is evil. It is wrong. It is gut-wrenching what black folks have had to endure over the generations in this country. Forced labor in many, many ways. Children need to know this so that they get an understanding about what was and the possibilities of what can be. So black history is America's history. So they can do all the passing of legislation and sugarcoating and all the whitewashing they want to. What cannot be changed and what cannot be denied is what this country did too, both in the past, what is happening in the present and what could happen into the future unless we change course. The reason why we want folks to learn history is so that they get an understanding. And again, history in all of its dimensions, because this is the same country that through the blood, sweat and tears that black folks push for civil rights where we got the Civil Rights Amendment, the Voting Rights Amendment. This is that country too. This is the country where slavery was finally abolished, but then we went through the de facto, meaning in reality, and the giving back of the Southern states to the very people who were the plantation owners. Hell, you want to talk about reparations? Let's talk about that, that those reparations that went down. We don't want to have those kinds of conversations. How black people were left literally to die in the South when Reconstruction ended because of a grand deal that was made for a presidential election and the troops pulled out of the South and then went back to business as usual. So when we think about Jim Crow, we think about black codes, all of that. So it's not just about the pure enslavement of black folks. It's all of the systemic failures or the systemic creations to have slavery by another name. That's what went down. And that's what you got some of these knuckleheaded governors and, and members of the GOP and these legislatures trying to stop the teaching of the history of this country. This kind of stuff stokes the foolishness that is happening right now. And the threats to bomb historically black colleges and universities is just one of those things. And as much as we want to believe that we all over this, we not over it. Because that same spirit that bombed the 16th Street Baptist Church is the same spirit that will put out threats to bomb HBCUs. It's the same. Just carried over to a new century. But you know what? On the opposite side of that, the same spirit that said we will not be moved. The same spirits that sat at them lunch counters. The same spirits that went on those freedom rides. The same spirits that marched on Washington 
the same spirits that said Black Lives Matter, oh baby, those spirits are here too. To counteract and to counterbalance, to be a force to push and bump up against this foolishness. Yeah, yeah, Sister Turner, I'm, I'm upset about it. And I come from a tradition that you don't play around. You don't act like everything is all right when it's wrong. Uh, one of my bosses used to say, if your hair is on fire, act like your hair is on fire. Well, baby, my hair is on fire today over this. And we need other people to be just as outraged. It cannot just be the black community as outraged. We need the white community outraged. We need the Latinx community outraged. We need the AAPI community to be outraged. And everybody in between. All the identities need to be outraged about these kinds of threats. Because people can make these threats and sometimes they might carry them out. Hello? Hello? This shit is really getting old. It really is. Every generation, every generation. So I'm over it. Let me bring in some more ancestors here. I want to know how you feel. Drop, drop a message. Let me know. And you know what? I mean, gee, I mean, the banning of books, really? If, if they weren't so busy banning books about American history, which black history is, then maybe people will have more education and empathy, really, to help avoid these kinds of threats that are racially motivated. They weren't so busy trying to ban books. Maybe they were trying to fit, find the cure to cancer. Stop playing with black people like this. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm calling on black Jesus day, y'all. Let me, let me pull out uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Let me quote from a spiritual song from church. Love lifted me. Now, love is strong, y'all. Love will do the battle with you. It will fight you for what is right, what is just, and what is good. So I'm just laying this down. We can't forget that these threats are happening. So I'm here to remind you that we're going to fight and we will expose and we will speak a type of truth, even if it's a hard truth. America, we got to do better and stop revisiting these same moments over and over and over again. That means that there is something in the American DNA, something in the American psyche where we keep getting these repeat performances. Every damn generation. But I tell you what, Freedom Fighters is going to keep repeating our performances too. You better believe that. All right, I'm going to close with this ancestor. The one and only Fannie Lou Hamer. If I fall, I'll fall five feet, four inches forward in the fight for freedom. I'm not backing off. And so that is the message today, sisters and brothers and family and friends. That for just as we are not backing off, if we fall, we're going to fall forward in this fight. For what is just, for what is right, and for what is good. To all of the students of historically black colleges and universities, know that there are a group of people from all walks of life who have your back, who are absolutely incensed about these bomb threats, and who will continue to lift you. And not only lift you, you must be protected and know that you are in a fine tradition. Of black folks who fought to create historically black colleges and universities. You are in a lineage of freedom fighters who were not going to take no for an answer, who were not going to settle just because they were denied entry into mainstream colleges and universities. They said, hell, we'll create our own. And these institutions are some of the finest institutions in this entire country. 
So historically, black colleges and university students and faculty members and staff members and everybody else that supports and love one, you keep your head up and we're going to keep fighting. Millions of people are standing right with you. We're not going to let the haters get us down. We are going to fall forward in our fight for freedom. And we are not backing off. Hello? Hello, somebody. This is Nina Turner. I'm signing out for now. And I want you to keep the faith, baby. But show enough, keep the fight. And support a historically black college and university while you're at it. I thought I was done. But you can make donations to UNCF. United Negro College Fund. Go ahead and donate. Help a young person or a young, young-ish person in their journey to get a college degree at a historically black college or university. Let's do that. All right. Keep the faith and keep the fight. Coming. The pain is numbing. Try to shoot for the stars if you gon' aim for something. Embrace the love for your brother and sister. Unity's the missing brush. We need to puzzle this picture. Let's paint it up, frame it up for the world to see. Hang the hatred up. Enough is enough is enough. Making changes on us. In Turner, her voice is the truth. Her wise words inspire the youth to keep their eyes on the roof. It's the end. Never give up. Keep conquering goals. To the eye, intelligence, silver, wisdom is gold. Back to the end. Now is your time. Stay firm. Don't fold. To the A. All you need is the three bones. That's what Granny said. Now I'ma make sure these words from Granny spread. For all of here, just give her your ear. She can take you to the promised land. I swear, world peace is what they fear. From Queens to Cleveland, Ohio, we here. Famous. Hello Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.